Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Anime Tour Bus. It's me, your non-expert Eric, and who's oh, that's good. The listener is uh, listeners out cold. Listen, I'm I'm just gonna shake him away. Oh, and who's that sitting next to me? Well, that's you, listener. Good morning. Hello, or whatever time of day you're listening to this. Uh, that's me, your beloved Eric. Uh, Matt Metzger, how you doing up there? You take your caffeine. You you get you get a, a so, some some energy juice, some pre workout in before this routine. I am all out of pre workout, and I'm really sad about it. What what kind of pre workout are you taking right now, Metzi? I don't remember the stuff that I got last time, but I'm the kind of person that can't have the beta alanine. Uh, it causes me weird itch. I it makes everything burn. Ah, that's a weird one. Like, yeah, I get kind of the itchy, but it's more so. It's kind of like when your appendage falls asleep, and you wake up and you get that tingle. <laughs> yeah, that tingly appendage. Except that it's like uh, in my feet, so it's like trying to run on a treadmill, and both of your feet have fallen asleep and are waking up. Also, my hands now, listener. and my nose and my ears all at once. So we really can't have anything that has beta alanine. I mean, I get that. I've completely cut beta alanine out of my. I don't even take pre workout at this point. I just like think that it's it's not good for me. I really like it though. Even if I it's know. just a placebo effect, I re- it it makes me the placebo effect works makes me feel more productive in the workout. But all of the companies that I wish to purchase pre workout from only have compounds with beta alanine on it or in it. It's like, well, the, fuck off. Yeah, the old the old challenge, um, Metzger. I have discovered recently that. Um, one cannot exist on caffeine and uh, enthusiasm alone. Uh, I hit the point of fatigue. You have those nights where, like, maybe you don't sleep good. You can't turn off the brain and stuff. I had, like, those for, like, three nights in a row. And um, I started hallucinating and, like, started having the thing where, like, you're driving and maybe not being the safest. Because uh, you, you're having difficulty keeping them, them eyelids open. And you just, like, on the second night, just take Benadryl? So here I am, like, trying to take my melatonin, which I take every single night. And, like, but, but like, lately I just cannot stop my brain. Um, and my whole body is fatigued. I am exhausted. Like... And and you know me and all the things that I do and am obnoxious about, honestly. And uh yeah, I I just could not do do anything. And it was a bad time, not a good time. So um with that all being said, uh that actually plays in pretty well with uh one of our new season of Ada. Metzger, Metzger, it's our second season. Season 12. Sure, our first time doing a second season. I mean, we did Devil as a part-timer. Eh, but that, like... That, that doesn't count, you know it. a mistake. 
that also came out this season. The other the other chunk of Devil's a Part Timer. Which again is why I'm like, you know, this like agreeing to do season twos could kind of become a trap if we're not careful. We maybe don't want to fall into the trap. Maybe season one only. Or we can play by ear and not make hard set rules for ourselves that we'll regret later. Do not regret not season twoing things. Mostly because unlike you, I have no issue just adding more anime to my day. I can't. I can't do that. I honestly, you're lucky that I listener, you're lucky I even do this one. Because this is the only streaming service that we pay for. I I pay for too many. Um, so there's like nothing competing for my attention. Honestly, I've gotten back into YouTube quite a bit, but like, you know, documentary stuff like Metzger, this is a season to our second season of watching an anime, agreeing to watch an anime. And I've been joking that it's our, our second season because I think that's hilarious. Um, but that's not the one I want to start with. Metzger, let's talk about ZOM 100. Yeah, so in Japan, there is something called a Black Company, and it is a place... I know about all of this. Listener, this is for you. <laughs> I think I've talked a... about this before on we here. We have. We have vaguely touched on Black Companies. When your job is such a drag that your only option is to wait for the world to end. He has that enthusiasm that we've, I think everyone's kind of had when starting a new job, like, especially kind of fresh out of college and things, like, oh, man. Yeah, he played rugby. Yeah, and he, he had such, like, a solid perspective on things. So let's talk about, just real quick to recap, because this is, like, a, a significant cultural thing. So... You brought up the the black companies thing, and I think it's actually really worth because that's the majority of the episode. Top five signs of a black company um, in Japan. So uh, number one is uh, low salary and not receiving salary increases. Uh, if your paycheck is under certain numbers based on uh, the minimum wage per hour in uh, different cities in Japan, um, then it's a pretty big flag, uh, red flag that like, hey. You're, uh, you're being screwed over. Um, number two is long working hours. Uh, even inside of this anime, they're like, oh, I'm at 150 uh, hours of unpaid overtime last week. And they're like, talk to me when you get to 200. Which I am really sad to say that I've been that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes those are like unpaid hours, um, regrettably. Uh, according to the Japanese Standards Act, employees can only work eight hours a day, 40 hours in total a week. They can work overtime 15 hours a week, 27 hours per two weeks, or 45 hours a month, a uh, total of 30, 360 hours per year. If the company submits some paperwork that's approved by the Labor Standards Inspection Office, under particular circumstances, the legal overtime limit can be up to 80 hours. However, long working hours are pretty common in Japan, so it can't be the only sign of a black company. Based on government data, uh, 8,904 companies between 2020 and 2021 uh, made their employees work more than 80 hours a month. Uh, many employees maintain their job because moving on to another company does not guarantee better work hours. 
And that's actually some discussion that's happening like at, at my place and like other places that I've worked at. Like, hey, you know, it could be worse. And they see him talk about that in the episode. I think things will change in the next decade in Japan. I think they'll see a huge cultural shift because this um what what is it called like wake and grind or whatever what do we call it in america it's not hustle culture rise and grind rise and grind thank you they have that they've had that rise and grind mentality for so long it's impeded their birth rates so they have a large population of people that are aging out of working age and no one to take those spaces are you telling me you worked too much? You can't fuck? Uh, in Japan, there's a big culture of not just working those long hours. There's also interacting with your coworkers outside of work. And that usually means long drinking parties. Or like, you know, you saw on his first day, they all went out to eat and then they went back to the office. It's very common after work to have mandatory socializing with your coworkers, especially if your boss is going to be there. So that does kind of get in the way of you finding a partner. I think there was a survey done where Japanese women were surveyed and they think that it's just too tedious and time consuming to work and find a husband. Honestly, that's not unfair. Um, even here in America, that's like not an unfair sentiment. No, it's something that we are seeing happening in America too, but it hasn't been happening as long as it's been happening in Japan. So I think we'll see what will eventually happen is, uh, is they won't have enough people to fill those employment spots and they'll have to start being a little more competitive with what they offer to people to get them in that or they'll go american capitalistic which is just the few people they keep they'll just make them work three times as much which i mean hasn't been maintainable very industrial ag if i'm being honest but you know (laughs) it's been happening we were gonna see something similar to that to where like the baby boomers are finally aging out the baby boomers were supposed to age out 20 years ago? Yeah, Yeah. during the housing crisis. But because of the Great Recession, they weren't able to leave. And then the generation coming up, which was the millennials, were not able to take, like, like, no one was able to move up to the baby boomer positions because the baby boomers couldn't retire. So Remember, like, in 2009, I was just old enough to be able to, like, with a work permit, apply to jobs and shit. And I literally could, no one wanted a 15-year-old Eric uh, because all the fucking baby boomers were out here. Eric, that's not why. That's not why. It's because you were 15 and you had a work permit. That's why no one wanted you. Do you understand what it's like to, to hire someone that has a work permit in America? I mean, yeah, yeah, but you also... You can't work... You can't work during school hours. You cannot work past 7 p.m. Oh, I didn't know that second one. Yeah, you cannot work more than 15 hours a week during the school year. Lame. 
So there's the reason why, like that wasn't because of the baby boomers. That's because I'm still blaming it. the boomers, Metzger. Well, it's misplaced blame. I know. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's blame on the system put in place to protect 15 year olds from being overworked. But then it's so funny that like, as soon as you turn 16, all of those restrictions are gone. Yeah, that, that one year of difference where I'm so fundamentally uh, different of a, a person. <laughs> I was not. I did not become my true Eric self until, I don't know, like maybe a year ago. <laughs> I have hired 15-year-olds before, and the restrictions, if you get caught like keeping 15-year-olds past 7 p.m., you get fined very heavily by the government. So it's better to just not risk it. And then any job that would want you there that wouldn't need you past 7 p.m. needed you there before 3 p.m. Sure. And you can't do that because you were at school. Number three on our list. <laughs> Little or no overtime pay. We saw them talk about like working these crazy hours and, and getting no overtime pay. Number four. Uh, oh, fun fact about the little overtime pay. The overtime fee is 25% of the employee's regular wage. If the overtime surpasses 60, the fee would be 50% of the salary. Overtime at night, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. has a different rate, 50 and 75% respectively. Black companies will give you lower pay than what you are entitled to or nothing at all with the excuse that it's included in your salary. Uh, yeah, no I'm, unpaid overtime also happens here. It's just called salary. Yeah, I mean, no, no kidding. It's a, it's a trap to be direct hired but then also like you the other side of that is you don't get health care here in america if you aren't direct hired um, sometimes you can be direct hired and not get health care which is what happened in my job for a long time i've worked at jobs where i was direct hired and they uh would make me work to the point where i would require health care but i couldn't log those types of hours so a very similar situation uh Thanks, college, <laughs> where I worked as a TA and worked excessive hours. That sucked, and I hated it and had to moonlight covered, with Metsy. You were supposed to be covered under your parents, though, at that age. Yeah, but I wasn't because my dad's a crime lord. Your dad's not a crime lord. He committed multiple crimes. Okay. That doesn't mean that he's a lord of them. Mm. That just means he's he's an apprentice, an a, cr True. a crime apprentice. Uh, very few or no paid days off. All Japan's employees, full time or part time, are entitled to annual paid leave after working for six months. Full time employees receive ten to twenty days, while part timers get one to fifteen days. On top of that, Japan has sixteen days of public holidays. Um, contrast that with America, where we have arguably six to eight. Uh, federal holidays, depending on uh, where you work. New York Stock Exchange has 10, and that's where most people base theirs off of. Even though it's rare for employees in Japan to use all their paid leaves, the company should still give them to them. Threatening and denying employees that want to leave are, are signs of a black company. The company should not be privy to the employees' activities or be intimidating them when they want to use their rights. Uh, lastly is harassment. They categorize this by actually like a handful of like Japanese, um, very specific, uh, harassment styles. Uh, so there are five types of harassment that Japan uh, recognizes. 
which is power harassment, sexual harassment, moral harassment, alcohol harassment, and maternity harassment. In the industry that I came from, every company is a black company. Regrettable, right? Like, there has to be a better way. Yeah, it's just like it, that industry just doesn't work that way. There's no protections for that industry and no one gives a shit about them. Like we've conditioned, we've been conditioned for a while now to believe that that, that type of job holds no value. Yeah. But I think without it, at this point, our society would literally fall apart. Oh, are you kidding? Absolutely. I actually am intrigued by like the kind of nuances found in the start of this episode. Hey, you ever had a work crush, Mitzi? Uh, no. You never had a work crush? Somebody that you worked with and were like, that person's kind of cute. No. <laughs> no one can phase Metzger's dark, dark soul. Put up hard boundaries before ever working anywhere. That that, is, that only leads to trouble, so don't even think it. Well, uh, it has not been my experience. <laughs> um, yeah, our main character um, is like kind of fresh from college. He was like a rugby player. He's like got lots of enthusiasm and positivity, and he also has a big, big crush on this pretty girl who I works love, in his office. I love the rugby thing so much. For like after. He shows up for his first day, he's very excited, everyone's very accommodating and very nice. And it's not that people don't, like, it's not like everyone else working there stops becoming accommodating and very nice. That's not it at all. Nope. They're, they're just brainwashed into this culture as well. And that's where it kind of gets really sad. Um... But that first night, like, they all go out to celebrate, and they all have dinner, and the boss pay or somebody else pays for it. And he's like, wow, this is so great. And then they, I love that they comment, like, you look, you look pretty athletic. Did you play sports? And he's like, yeah, I played rugby all throughout college. And I'm like, what a weird thing to just be a part, like, what that was so prominent. They didn't give you much dialogue for that party at all so like the one real bit of dialogue they give you is about him playing rugby in college I like so it sets up for for later where our dude is like real athletic and able to kind of kind of get around doing fucking parkour yeah no because every everyone knows that rugby's known for its parkour Metzger. also rugby while it is a contact sport, definitely prepares you for sumo wrestling your boss. For sure. Metzger, that was the uh, least problematic section. Um, but Metzger, let's, let's hold up a little bit. Let's explore. He's, uh, so it switches. There's a very clear moment where everyone stands up, takes out their badges, and we see like a little bit of like an evil twinge in their eye, for lack of a better way to say it. Um, but that's not evil. They're just like, all right, got to get back to the office. And he's like, to the uh, grind. uh, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> uh, he doesn't go home for two days. And it is, it is clearly like cripplingly painful. Like it is, it is rough 
as he tries to uh, make a good impression, work his way through uh, a new job, and also, like, you know, uh, break himself. And then convince himself to, hey, I can make this work. Rise and grind. Her, I mean, it's the herd mentality thing, right? Where like, even yeah. if he, especially at first, if this is jarring and he recognizes it as being wrong, when literally everyone stands up at the table and says, okay, we're going, it's then very hard as the new member of, t- of the group to push back against that. There's no maliciousness except, I mean, from the boss, obviously, but like... There's everyone else has accepted this is the way of life. And like, even while he's doing that, people are like, hey, I've got this one. I actually make more than you. And hey, you're a reliable guy and all that. Like they are being positive to him. No, they're super nice. Like one person buys him lunch because after all, he's been here longer and he makes more money. Yeah. For a small second, I felt bad for the manager because he's like, do I have to do everything here? Make decisions on your own. And I'm like, oh, I've definitely been there before. Like, I know that I've told you guys the answer to this, and you should know the answer to this, and we've gotten very ready for this specific situation. Why haven't you been paying attention? And then he immediately backflips to, don't make decisions without me, you fucked it all up. Yeah, I love that those were back-to-back. Then I immediately lost all sympathy for that man. And then above the manager, the CEO, is uh, sexually harassing the pretty girl that we've fallen well, in love with. I wouldn't say sexually harassing. She's he... outright saying no to him as he's, like, fucking. Like they, and they, clearly there's, like, some level of, like, I would she's, say... He's uh, consenting, like, but I think she's only doing it because it secures her a good position at work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and that was my take I, on it, too. I don't hold that against her at all. Nope. But I don't I don't think she's like, when she's being like, boss, no, I don't think that she's like, I don't she know. She was worried that, like, in the workplace and, like, where, where others could clearly hear her and there was some apprehension there and stuff. But, like, also later on we see that like they're in the same apartment together and and her place and presumably he's been invited over yeah i think she's doing it out of like the luxuries that it affords her uh which again i do not shame her for that at all metzger our boy is stuck in the rising grind and he's quite literally cannot tell uh, okay here's a question for you when the zombies are on TV, do you think that was real or just a movie? You think that was just a movie? I think it was just a movie. And then he wakes up and zombies are real, though. Yeah, and he's super excited about it. So what I was worried about was that he had hit a point of like fatigue and delusion to where he had a mental break and the zombies weren't real be amazing but i assure you that's not what's happening i know it ends up this is kind of like if zombie land were an anime yeah which would be fun i mean that i'm and i like that premise also it becomes like it changes from like a monochrome color of like the endless day in day out grind to like a multicolored splash like bright and beautiful 
it looks like they ran one of those color run 5Ks. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good way to describe it. Yeah, this is the happiest this guy's ever been. Which, it should be noted, Japan actually has like some very strict censorship laws. And I think part of the reason why they depict the... Blood as being green and stuff like that. Well, like... I wasn't just going to say blood. One thing that they absolutely cannot show outright on Japanese TV is vomit. I didn't know that. Yeah, they cannot, like, they can give you the perception of it. So, like, someone can puke, like, off screen. But if they're going to have puke someone... doing was, like, a, a pool blue color. So, what they'll do is they'll just make sure they'll depict it as absolutely not vomit. Mm. Like, uh, one of my, I didn't know it at the time, but I was watching Kunusaba for the first time, and the goddess Aqua gets drunk and vomits, and she vomits a rainbow. And I thought, oh, that's funny, she's a goddess, and she vomits rainbows, and I was informed that, no, they just, they, that's a common thing. That's how they depict vomit. Uh, a zombie apocalypse happens, and our boy's like, okay, this kind of rule. First, he's like, zombies and there's a moment where he has to transition out of his own zombie-like state to recognize that oh shit zombies um and then you know his old his old parkour skills come back to him all that rugby practice all that rugby gave him parkour skills um and he literally leaps from like what I think I counted as a six-story building um, through, like, a parking garage, like, overhead onto a bunch of zombies and survives. There's, like, this very kinetic sequence of him just running around playfully and also kind of terrified but enthusiastic with the zombies chasing him. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, like, kind of getting bitten and turned into a zombie is not, has got to at least be the same level as what he was already living. Yeah, for sure. He was already a little bit of a zombie. Like, his life already sucked. So at least now, he can just kind of ride it until he dies. So, but our boy establishes, alright, in order to do this, I have to resolve this one thing. And I kind of get it. He had his work crush, he has to at least go and tell her, hey, I felt this certain way. And he arrives at her apartment and sees multiple sets of shoes. Uh-oh. Looks up and sees the big shitty CEO guy. And then... He's getting shittier by the second. Yeah, getting like crazy. He becomes like a bloater from Left 4 Dead 2. Um, and, I mean, he's he's not looking, let's say, great. And our boy is monologuing, say, basically quitting his job to the CEO as the CEO is becoming a zombie and also losing his toupee? Yeah. Wasn't that an interesting little add-in? Oh. I mean, I'm not going to shame anyone over a toupee. Oh, for sure not. But it was funny. Yeah, it was a pretty good animation moment. It was a, it was a decent bit. Um, so with that, he, uh, launches the boss out of the window. Boss explodes like the bloater that he is. And, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was pretty intense and enjoyable. Um, then he looks over and we see the girl and 
our first inclination is that she's dripping green stuff. And we're like, oh no, she's been turned into a zombie. She's got like a titty out, but the titty's covered in blood. And like, clearly she's changing from her pretty face to an objectively worse situation kind of overall. I think that we show up as she's turning. Because she like has her hand down and that you see that big blue vein like run down in her hand twitch. Yep. And I'm like, oh... <laughs> Rut row, Raggy. I think we caught her right there. Like, if he had been just a little bit earlier, she may have been conscious enough to hear what he had to say. But she wasn't, and he wasn't. Um, so with that, he uh, <clears throat> there, there's him confessing his feelings to a zombie. Yep. Which, I'm not gonna lie, that's... That's prob- that's an emotional letdown, but probably for the best, you know? Yeah. Because what was going to happen? Like, she was going to come with him on his rugby-based karate time? Well, maybe. I'm sure her accounting skills are really going to come in handy post-apocalyptic. <laughs> oh, man, that's a really good name for a game. Post-apocalyptic accountant. <laughs> I gotta write that down somewhere. That's pretty fucking good, actually. Uh, that might be the name of, like, a fantasy book I write. <laughs> Put that right after sex ed. And from there, this, like, high, intense, very kinetic uh, thing of him, like, running around, looking at the sky, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed once again after having been beaten down by the company that he worked for. He does go to a gas station, a convenience store. Yeah. And he gets himself, a, a one, a drink, and then a notebook and a pen, and he starts making his bucket list. Yeah. But something I want you to notice is that off to the side in one of the screenshots is a little tray. And he left the money for the tray. Like, the left the money for everything Under he purchased it, yeah. in that little tray. No, I saw that, Metsy. And it's just, I really like that they're hammering in that he's a good guy. Look, the world is over, and he still paid for his shit. I also, like, there was uh, some interesting art and stuff, like, some little hidden pieces of him, like, circ- drawing, like, this endless, like, circle on a notepad and things like that as he's, like, you know, having these moments of the boss being like, I need this done by tomorrow, this stupid, impossible task, and think. And uh, he's like, I, I, we've already had five revisions, and he's just like circling on his pad and stuff. And then there's a transition after that of that circle on the pad becoming like his badge as he like unwraps the badge and stuff like that. There's some very interesting artwork throughout this entire initial piece, and I was super impressed and not expecting it. Uh, and so a, gen- a genuinely good surprise, Metsy. But we also had something else, but give me just one second, Metzger. God, you're always rushing me around. You're always telling me what to do. I don't got to listen to you no more. You ain't my boss. Just kidding. Don't be mad at me. So, listener, listener, look at me. Look, Let me grab your face. Oh, the listener's falling asleep. Uh, I'm going to shake him back awake. Uh, I'm dumping gas station caffeine pills down their throat. They are gagging just a little bit. Listener! 
Check us out on Instagram at Anime Tour Bus, on Twitter at Anime underscore Bus, and weboo.wordpress.com. Also check out Science Snacks if your heart takes you in that direction. It's my own podcast where I talk about the latest and greatest in science. Uh, but interact with us on our social media so that we can we can love you more. I I will love you more if you do so. Um, and if you don't, I I will hate Metzger will hate you. I don't I could never hate you. Um, but don't don't look mean at Metzger. She'll 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 punch you in the eye. Quality audio, Metzger. <laughs> uh, so, Metzger, let's talk about second season of Juju. The second season of Juju felt like me waiting for Mashal to end. Okay. <clears throat> Why don't you, uh, don't you give me more? Tell me what's going on. What happened? Uh, two, two characters that we either haven't seen before or don't remember get stuck in a liminal space for three days. We've never seen these characters before. I we will have, tell you that. We have seen one of them before. I've never seen either of those characters in my fucking life. We have seen one of them before. Okay. Yeah, just trust me. We get saved by the dynamic duo that everyone's been waiting for yep and this then... is this is a backstory right yeah okay so jujitsu kaizen works in a really weird time frame yeah we started jujitsu kaizen and then we had the movie right yeah in the order of things that were released there was the first season of jujitsu kaizen then jujitsu kaizen zero and then the second season of Jujutsu Kaisen. But this entire time, we've been going backwards in time. Jujutsu Kaisen, the first season, follows it's Itadori, right? It's been yes. so long. It took me so long to remember that. And I'm so glad you said that to make sure that I was right. Uh, it follows Itadori, um, who you would think would be our main character. But at this point, I'm really thinking Gojo's the main character, and we're just See, learning we're just learning Gojo's story through other people's eyes. And that that was something I got stuck on. I was like, well, w- hold up, Junji was my was my main character. Where the fuck is I'm like literally looking through the like intro trailer and the outro trailer. Where the fuck is Junji? But instead, all I see is Gojo. Junji. Yeah. No. And Yuji. I'm, I was thinking Junji Ito. I'm so sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck. Like, where's my dude? And all I'm seeing is, uh, is Gojo. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And so Jujutsu Kaisen is when, when Gojo is accustomed to being a teacher. And then, um, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is kind of when Gojo is a new teacher. Like, he's just come about becoming a teacher. Uh, And now the second season is him as a high school student. Cocky. A cocky asshole. Who would have figured? I did, like, as we were watching the intro of this, I was like, okay, so the real question is, 
did time mellow Gojo out or did it make him worse? So I'm really looking forward to seeing how we go from the Gojo that was in that first episode, which was insufferable and I hate him, to the <laughs> Gojo that we get in the first season that I absolutely love. See, I enjoyed him, but also recognized that he was much younger. He's a little dickhead. He's, he's a little butthole, yeah. He is a little dickhead. And, uh, like, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, the most pleasurable of Jujutsu Kaisen episodes to watch. I do think, I so really there's... I really liked, I liked the house shit. I really liked the house that is just a bunch of segmented pieces that just keeps loading. <laughs> it keeps... Figured, I was so proud of myself, I figured that one out before they told me. I, I figured out, oh, well, what if you just run in different directions well before they told me? Uh, oh, look at you. I was so proud of myself. I high-fived myself in the middle of watching it, which was embarrassing for me. We remember the one dark-haired guy from um, when they tried to kill uh, Yuji. Yeah. Right? Y- Ghetto. Right? Yeah. And like they had, they had like a companionship that was hinted at a friendship, Gojo and him. They used to be friends, yeah. Yeah, and now it's like not, and we were never really given a true explanation for it. Um, and now I guess we're that's the point of this one is to give us an explanation. Uh, where I want to talk about like the zombie one in depth. This one doesn't hit me with the same, let's say, ferocity uh, to talk about it in that much depth, you know. If you're here, then that means that we already got you. Yeah. And we can more so do a fun little refresher gag, like ease everybody back. We're going to ease you back into this and then hit you with the main objective for the season. Thanks, I hate it. We're going to teach you about this weird cult and we're going to let you know that Gojo's a piece of shit, actually. It's a weird situation having to come back and and see everyone before I... Kind of like, am ready to see them? Like, I, I wanted to come back... I, first off, he's wearing glasses. What the fuck? Something is going to happen. Something is going to happen, and it's going to be earth-shattering for Gojo. And it's going to chill him out and turn him into the Gojo that we love from the first season. I don't know. He reminds me of my high school self, which I'm forever ashamed of. So, uh, thanks for that. (laughs) Thank you, I guess. They they do a thing where they, you know, go through a, a building that's haunted and we get kind of backstories of people. It's very clearly about their friendship. Goju and this other dude. And then also we get to see uh, you remember our sad depressed boy, Fushigoru or whatever? Yeah. We get to see, I guess, his older buffer brother? Or dad? Probably dad. Um, So that's kind of fun. 
Home Massacre, that's all I've got to. Hey, again, check us out, Anime Tour Bus on Instagram, Anime underscore Bus on Twitter, me, you, and we boot at WordPress.com. Uh, check out Science Snacks. You can even fall asleep to it. Whatever your heart desires, because, listener, I know you need to fall asleep. It's okay to let yourself just kind of be and to let yourself fall asleep. Um, just there, do so. Every once in a while, if it's really bad, just take some Benadryl. It's not habit forming. Okay, or like, you know, some melatonin, that's pretty good. Or check with your doctor. You can build up a resistance to melatonin. Yeah, but just don't try to keep upping your dose, otherwise it, it happens faster. You um, should definitely try and do the things that, like, cause you to naturally create melatonin, like... Don't dick around on your phone so late, my dude. Uh, yeah, like, turn off overhead lights a couple of hours before you're gonna go to bed, take a warm shower, or a nice bath read a book practice your karate no that's probably like yoga yes like some nice stretching nothing too intense some gentle stretching for your karate but full out karate probably bad slow karate fight only two to three people or ten babies oh i could fuck up ten babies are you kidding get some sleep Count the babies that you could take in karate practice. And with that, our bus is pulling up to the stop. Oh, look, a bunch of babies here ready for you to fight. There. Oh, that one has like a black belt. Oh, that's a black belt baby. Um, good luck. Uh, and until next time. Keep on. Bye.